I'm Alexandra Joe, content manager at Parting Stone, and you're listening to the Death Care Decoded podcast. In this podcast, we explore trends in the death profession, uncovering valuable insights through conversations with industry thought leaders. Our mission is to bring forward-thinking education to death care professionals. This week, I returned to my conversation with Morgan Yarborough, services manager at Recompose, to talk about branding, marketing, and aesthetics in funeral businesses. We touch on the importance of funeral homes having both well-designed physical spaces and an appealing online presence in today's death care world, and why putting time and energy into designing both of those things well is a smart business strategy. We also discuss what the death planners of today and tomorrow are looking for, and how being authentic in your branding is key to any successful marketing strategy. You're jumping into a conversation with myself and Morgan Yarbrough. I am consistently impressed with Recompose's branding, design, marketing, and aesthetics in their facility as well. So I want to talk about that for a little bit. Why is that an important thing to the company? Yeah, it's uh, our our website is pretty striking in my personal opinion. I think it's lovely, but the vessel array itself is very striking and that was intentional. Katrina has an architecture background mm-hmm. and a design background. So that is always at the, the forefront of her thinking and her intentions, which I think is cool because that is not my background. <laughs> she does great. I'm so glad that she's here to have an eye on that. And with that said, she found a, uh, a design team that could work with her to be on the same page and to deliver what she feels she wants to contribute and show to the world. Our design team is Civilization, by the way, if you want to check them out, they do incredible work. And that's that's who designed our website. So having that aesthetic, really incorporating the things that Katrina values and wants to see as far as plant materials there, as far as a calming design, um, but also having that interesting hive design, if you look at the vessel array, it looks like a honeycomb, yes. almost like a hive. And I think that the the intention, one of the intentions of that beyond it just looks really cool and really unique is that each person is in that hive. They're, they're right next door to each other, right? So it still is keeping that community aspect that she initially envisioned with the the Tower for Urban Death Project. Mm-hmm. That, that connection is still there. Part of the Recompose ethos is really when you when you choose Recompose, and you become soil, you become part of the world as a whole. So kind of letting go of that, that, you know, individual ego a little bit, not all the way, you know, people always want to keep on to hold on to their person and acknowledge who they were. Mm-hmm. That's important. But having that design um, and that messaging kind of contributes to that communal space, which I love. I think that's really cool. A lot of people compare the vessel design to like a spaceship, yep. <laughs> which is also really cool, very futuristic. Um, and I think that's, again, just a, a design, you know, an intentional design and a value of Katrina's what is functional, what is innovative technology wise and and what sticks with people. So it was a particular interest to her because of her background. Do you have any opinions on why better design and aesthetics might be beneficial, helpful, and might I say necessary for other death care companies, brands, spaces? Yeah, it's an interesting thing to examine for me because again, I don't come from a design background. I come from my own, you know, my own artistic background, but it's very, it's very different (laughs) from, from the recomposed design. And I love it. It's important. It feels to me, and I think it inspires others to feel like they are part of something innovative to kind of, again, the image that you portray and the design that you have there makes people feel a certain way. So that's a really subtle mechanism of um, not not control, but of creating an environment 
that holds people. Mm -hmm. Um, You don't want to step into something that has drab lighting that's really sterile, that maybe doesn't even look clean. You know, that, that happens sometimes. And fostering this environment that matches the mission of Recompose, that combines science with the natural world in its design helps people feel um, closer to that value than the reason why they chose Recompose. So if you want to make people feel a certain way, if you have a certain motto or an ethos, you want to comfort them through a certain design technique, that's something to really think about. And interestingly, you know, for those of, you know, those of the people listening who maybe come from a more conventional background, we're taught that in mortuary school, right? We're taught that certain lighting, certain setups of your arrangement room or of your um, your display room for where your caskets are, that influences people in a certain way to look at certain things. And that's actually, that's a sales technique for the most part. Mm -hmm. But utilize that for something different. Utilize that for an emotional effect to connect to your environment, to make people feel inspired or like they're part of something beautiful. There's more that you can do with that. I totally agree. And, you know, I come from a sculpture background, not necessarily a design background. I'm not a graphic designer. I struggle a bit with graphic design. But but I am keenly aware of the way that spaces make me and others around me feel. I'm the kind of person who is with my college roommate and we're going to look at apartments and they were mm-hmm. like, this will work. And I'm like, absolutely not. There's no way. I will never, the, the <laughs> ceilings are too low. Yes. There's not enough light. It feels weird in here and my stuff's not even in here. You know. Yes. And it's true. The way that a space is designed, is lit, is branded to be honest all of like color choices what kind of lines do your furniture have are they like super ornate and over the top are they really clean and right. modern like that all all yes. every single one of those decisions goes into how your families are going to feel inside your business and right. that feeling communicates to them what they can expect mm-hmm. from your services what they can expect to see from you and like you said before, the value of the service they're investing in for their loved ones. This is a primary way that we can communicate very quickly and very intuitively to our families what we're about, what we want for them, and what they can expect. And so I, this is just a huge point of curiosity for me in the death care space because I see Eternova and Recompose and I think Parting Stone having these very modern, contemporary, well-thought-out designed websites that do communicate each of those three Mm -hmm. companies' individual values and missions. And then you look at a lot of, you know, traditional funeral home websites, if they even have a website. Right, yes. And, I mean, it's like a a time machine back to 1990, you know? And... um, or it's like overly yeah. ornate and confusing to navigate and very unclear about like what what distinguishes that business from someone else. You know, it's and so I think this is right. a, a real opportunity for death care businesses to differentiate themselves from the rest mm-hmm. of the crowd, you know. Yeah. And that's that's intimidating to a lot of people, especially from older generations, mm-hmm. because they didn't grow up with technology. They don't, you know, maybe they don't understand it or they think it's not worth their time. Um, and what I would recommend is, you know, maybe research a place that you can hire, that you can consult with to help mm-hmm. you. Because I, I understand that, you know, maybe the value isn't apparent right now, but with the world that we live in, the technology that is out there, having someone to help you with your website and with, you know, um, Google SEO, when people type in a word, does your company pop up? Mm-hmm. It, it's you know, little things that 
may cost a little bit of money, but are worth it because you're going to be seen by more people. And when they see your website and they see, yeah, this is this makes sense to me, mm-hmm. they're more likely to choose you as an option. So it's really a good business model um, or a business move. And yeah, I, at least consider it. Recompose. Yeah, we've put a lot of time and energy into that. Again, Anna Swenson, shout out to her, our <laughs> communications manager. She has showed me the value of that because I, again, I didn't know a ton about it. Right. Um, it wasn't in my purview. So I've learned a lot and how helpful that it is. Uh, yeah, it, it's worth investing. It's it's new. And even in my own mind, I was like, this is like a lot of effort. Why? But you see the results. You see the recomposed website. Very worth it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and again, as we were talking about earlier, as younger generations who did grow up, when, when they have a need, they don't turn to the phone book and dial a number. They turn to Google on their phone in their pocket. These are the death planners of the next 10, 15, 20, 30 years and beyond. We have primarily Gen X planning funeral care right now. Right, right. But millennials are quickly aging into that area. Yes. You know? Yes. I mean, the elder millennials are in their 40s now. And that's, mm-hmm. you know, we we see death planners yeah, aging in. And, and those millennials are people that were yeah. raised with technology and do turn to Google mm-hmm. before the paper phone book now. Mm-hmm. And this branding yeah. and design goes all the way down to your logo that's on your business stationery, your business cards that you hand out to families in the community and other funeral home businesses. You know, it establishes who you are yes. to people today. And, you know, yeah. are you communicating relevancy or are you communicating that you're out of touch? Exactly. And who are you? Who's even seeing that? A lot of funeral homes still choose to advertise through the newspaper or through mm-hmm. radio sometimes or through like a TV ad because they know that the older audiences are going to see that. Mm-hmm. But the older audiences aren't always who are making those decisions. It's their children. Mm-hmm. And I have seen the value in advertising in ways that people my age, you know, their 30s, their 40s are going to see that. And it's hard. It has been a challenge to convince older older generation funeral directors of the value in that. And it's like, you know, this, if you want your business to continue on, these are the next generation of people, like you're saying, who are going to be making these decisions and who are going to be your customers, your clients, however you want to view that. So it, you know, you need to know what they want. You need to know where they're looking and cater to that. There's value in that. And I I hope more people start to see that because it's going to, it's going to come up on them real fast if they don't. I think so too. I recommend reading Katrina's thesis because she, of all people, recognizes the influence that that branding, that visual images and that spaces have on people. And she's written a lot about that as it pertains to death care. And it's it's really interesting. I learned a lot about spaces that you can go visit, actually, that were created as, you know, tributes to death care or memorial spaces and how they influence people. It's yeah, I'll, I'll link it to you. It's really incredible. That's that's awesome. That's super helpful because that, yeah, that's something I'm definitely interested in. And mm-hmm. You know, and another thing to note, I think that it's important. I interviewed Ryan Thogmartin of Connecting Directors. So Ryan, I did three episodes with him at the beginning of the year. And Ryan is this huge personality in the death care Mm -hmm. space. And he has this very curated personal style. That's a lot of dazzling. It's a lot of like ripped up jeans, big trucker hats, like very poppy, you know, like splattered paint. You know, I mean, we were just at NFDA and our marketing person was like, that's Ryan Thog Martin. And I recognized him because of his clothes before his face. And that's like, his, I love that. that's his brand. And he's doing cool. it very yeah. successfully. And he's trying to get other funeral homes and funeral businesses to market themselves and brand themselves in a distinct way. And they're all like, we don't want to look like you. And he's like, no, no, yeah. no, that's not the point. I'm not trying to get you to look like me. I'm trying to get you to use these strategies 
to distinguish yourself from the rest of the funeral homes yeah. out there. And you, it, you don't need to look like me. You need to look like yourself. And so taking some steps, yeah. reading some mm-hmm. materials, educating yourself on how to brand, what that is in the first place, what is branding, you know, colors, logo, design, making all these choices. What is that? Who can you, you know, consult with to do this for your business? Because obviously we're not going to have funeral home owners sitting down to design a logo. That's not realistic, (laughs) nor is it possible. But who do you go to, to do this for you? You know, I think all that's really important and to understand that it should feel authentic. It should absolutely be authentic to you and to who you are. And so hearing that Recompose is all about referencing the beehive, which is from nature. And it's about the collectiveness and like individuals within the collective and going back into nature. Mm -hmm. All of that is communicated in the branding on the website. And it's very clear and families know what they can expect. So that's... Yeah. Yeah. Anna and Katrina have done a great job and... Yeah. I mean, if everybody's got the black suit and tie on, that doesn't stick in their minds. They're just like oh, another suit and tie. And maybe that's what some people want. Like, But what I love about Recompose is that we have company colors, but I get to choose how I wear them. Yeah. I get to keep my pier- my piercings in. I get to you know, show my tattoos, which are all part of who I am as a person. And that's how I choose to present. And I think people want that authentic connection. At least the people that we're taking care of want that. So yeah, I mean, if tattoos and piercings are not for you, I get it. That's fine. But I agree with you. Yeah. Find what makes you unique and what makes you authentic. Absolutely. Yeah. And actually, I think there was, I just saw in funeral news that there was a funeral home in Canada somewhere who actually sued the company for making them cover up tattoos and won. Wow. So that's cool. like, what I call, again, you know, like progress, again, as younger generations age into these death planning markets, it's normalized for us. It's like not as big of a deal. But if that's not who your funeral home is, and if that's not who you're serving, that shouldn't be Mm -hmm. how your funeral directors and employees look. And it's, it's about figuring out what that, what that aesthetic looks like. So absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. This has been lovely. Thanks Thanks so much for coming on. on. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Anytime, anytime. Thanks so much. This production is brought to you by Parting Stone, who wants to remind you that when your families choose cremation, they don't have to receive cremated remains.